Uh, today, another live stream where we take uh, we take a phone call actually, and this is with Tony Maritato from uh, Total Therapy Solutions and Dave Kittle from the Dave Kittle Show, um, talking about zero to no cost. Oh, zero is no cost. <laughs> Low to no cost ways to market uh, your business, your practice, really anything. I mean, this is <clears throat> when when someone asks me what marketing is, I'd like to show a slide of two tin cans and a string that connects them. It's 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 communicating an idea, or communicating value. And if you're not doing that, if you're talking about yourself a lot, notice that marketing or communicating value isn't necessarily talking about yourself. <laughs> it's the fastest way to get people to ignore you or want to ignore you. That's an ad. <clears throat> people don't want to be sold at. They want to understand what you do, how you make their life better. And then if they like the answers to those two questions, what you do, how it can make their life better, they'll go, okay, what do I have to do to get it? And we talk about that today. So we bring six actionable tips, six things to do for zero or just super low cost. Dave has a really good one for like 40 bucks that I don't, it's, it's going to 10 or 100x, I think, over time. It just will if you do it right. And doing it right is not complicated. It's simple, not necessarily easy, and you have to commit to it, right? But uh, take, a, take a listen. Dave, I think Dave's idea is brilliant. I think um, <clears throat> Tony throws in some really actionable strategies. And we take a phone call from uh, from Mike Chua, who's a physical therapist who runs Jerry Hab in Tennessee. Mike's just, uh, I think I called him on the show, a walking hug. Just a walking hug, man. Just listen to this guy talk uh, in some of his videos about the people he serves. That's marketing. M- Mike is showing you, not telling you, uh, who he is, what he stands for, what he provides for older adults. That's the kind of, that's the kind of practice he has for older adults. So I, I mean, I mean, Mike's talking about how to how to know when to sell, but I think the the stuff that he brings or the question that he brings um, rings true with a lot of people who who own practices. So take a listen. And I like the call in aspect too. So if you if you're listening, we do this live eight thirty a.m. Eastern on Thursdays through all of our social channels. So if you have a practice, here's a rhetorical question because of course the answer is going to be yes. Now you want to know what the question is, right? Uh, would you like to boost your clinic's revenue by 290 bucks per patient per quarter? Of course you would. Uh, you've heard about remote therapeutic monitoring. It's easier than you think. It's less complicated than you think when you have someone like Physiotech who understands how to implement it to make it easy. So you just do the thing you're already good at, and now you get to share value and get value out of it. Uh, kickstart, get kickstarted with RTM at physiotech.ca. That's physiotec.ca. And then where's your... Where's your PT career going? Maybe you want to just kickstart it and say, where is this thing going? Uh, Jackson Therapy Partners, you can embark on extraordinary patient care adventures with Jackson Therapy Partners at jacksontherapy.com. Take a 13-week assignment, like at a cool place. Where do you where do you literally and figuratively want to go? See where your skills can take you at jacksontherapy.com. And then um, the thing you interact with the most probably in a practice, whether you own it or not, is your EMR. Uh, revolutionize your practice with MW Therapies all-in-one outpatient PT EMR, and they make switching over a breeze. A lot of people I talk to go, yeah, I want to switch, but I don't have time to make that transition. How long does it take? They heard you. They make it simple. So uh, take a look, kick the tires, take a test drive, mwtherapy.com. Live stream with Breakfast Club PT as we're talking about it, because we do it at 8.30 in the morning with Tony Maritato and Dave Kittle. All right, now I don't I don't have to sing to start the show with Breakfast P- Club PT. We have we have an intro. Good morning, Tony Maritato. Good morning, Dave Kittle. I'm Joe McKay. Uh, what's new in your uh, in your corners of the world? What's uh, what's going on? 
Dave, what's going on in New York? Yeah. Uh, some networking. I had an awesome dinner with a PT that left my practice, started his own practice last evening. Today, I'm meeting up with a practice owner in the city. Uh, so just just some networking. Um, that's all about my alley right now. How about you, Tony? I've been deep up to my eyeballs in CapCut. I've been editing everything. I've been going back through my channel. I've been finding old videos, putting them into CapCut, editing. I cannot tell you how astonishing it is that this is a wow. free video editing software that is so powerful, so fast. I've used everything. I've used Final Cut Pro. I've used Adobe Premiere. I've used DaVinci Resolve. I've never seen anything like CapCut. It's so quick and easy. Yeah, the closest I've seen to CapCut. All right, so I made the intro you just saw in uh, Canva. It took me 10 minutes, right? Because I started with a template, but then I tweaked, and then I had to find some. I made this one in CapCut in 90 seconds. Just a demonstration of like, that was 90 seconds. Wow. Like, so this is like, it's, 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 it's interesting because that would have taken, I would have had to ask an editor, told him what to do. He would have had to find music and it's just amazing what it's able to do now. It, it is lowering barriers. And, and this goes back to what I was talking about a couple months ago with inflation, deflation. Like, yes, a Chick-fil-A sandwich costs a buck more. But now you can get something like that made in 90 seconds for free. That oh. would have cost thousands of dollars 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you know why CapCut is free? The backstory? No, tell us. Oh, this is, this is so as soon as you find out, you're gonna be, oh, obviously. Um, the same company that owns TikTok owns CapCut. So they like, we need more people making stuff and we don't want to, we want more people making more stuff. So let's make a tool for people to make stuff on our platform. So it goes in line with your Guinness Book of World Records or Michelin. Yes, exactly. After that. This, that sounds like a, a Tony Maritato business model where they know that they want to make it easy for people to edit videos and they'll make it up. Where the business model is, how do we how do we like make money off this? You don't because you're going to make it off the advertising with more eyeballs, more attention on the platform via yeah. your video editing. Keep in mind, yeah. you are keep in mind in this model, you are still the product. You have now been given the tool, not made to use it, gifted it, and you're happy to use it and come back to the salt mine and make more of the tickety talks. Are they? Are they also the product? Uh, whoever's listening right now. Uh, yeah. yes. They're our the product. The audience <laughs> is the product. Now, when it's beneficial, like what we do, is we're going to ask, we're going to answer questions that the audience has. But that's what TV is. I want to know what the highlights of the Ravens game were uh, was. I want to know what the weather is. So you are the product. So I remember the first time I actually wrapped my head around this was in radio. Um, and I'll talk about a missed opportunity that I was talking about before we hit broadcast with Tony is I had a buddy who was my boss in radio and he went to run a b even bigger radio group in Long Island. WBAB. Are you familiar with WBAB? I'm Dave, not. Classic rock station. I figured New York City it bleeds into New York City. So it's in the world's number one radio market. And I remember he was talking about podcasting way back in the day when i mean years ago and i remember i was talking to him i was like sort of asking my former boss he hadn't been my boss for like a decade but i was like chris i'm thinking about starting a podcast and he's like 
he's a smart enough guy. He's like, what are you, why are you asking me? I'm not your boss. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a good idea. And he said the same thing everybody else said, because I just went around and looked for permission, even though I didn't need it. And he's like, of course, sounds like a great idea. You're super motivated. You're good at it. Go do it. What if you fail? It's 80 bucks. I said to him, you have a room, a building full of radio equipment. Are you ever going to do podcasting? And he was like, I think it's a brilliant idea, but I've got to convince people to do it. And they didn't. I think radio fell asleep at the wheel. I mean, radio, my former industry, fell asleep at the wheel, had a giant opportunity. Now they're playing catch up, but they had first mover advantage. They had the skill, they had the tools, the talent, and the time to do it. And the access to rock stars. Like, why wouldn't you start a podcast? As a local radio station, you could have whooped everybody's ass. And they didn't. So that's a story of like how not to fall asleep at the wheel when you have something. So yeah, uh, we, we see so many of those examples. So let's talk. If nobody is on the phone right now, let's talk about today's six pack. Mm -hmm. So low or no cost ways to market your business. It doesn't really even matter what the business is. Dave just mentioned one, which I miss being in a population dense area like New York City, which is you can bump into people. Now, we're going to get really highly sophisticated uh, talking to people. <laughs> That's a low or no way to mark. Not only just market your business, but grow your business. Because you're talking to people that you might collaborate with. Right? Dave? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my handoff. Like, right, but I mean, like, when you're saying that, oh, meeting with this guy, meet with this guy, where I live, that doesn't happen. Because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm more rural. Where, where, you're you're up in where are you now? An hour north of you. I can't believe you guys, by the way, haven't connected. Let's Get go, your buddy, the up. videographer, and do a day in the life of an amazing mobile PT. Let's do that. And and definitely also an in-person uh, PT Pinecast. Actually, uh, drinking some pints. Not a not pinecast, but pinecast. I've got a studio in my I'm building a studio downstairs, but I've got one right now because I'm a dude who lives alone. So like this little, look, I got a fire. Got a fire going? I, it's real fire. I've got this couch set up. Fire side. The, only, the only thing I really need is uh, two ferns, I think, is the only thing. <laughs> I, I, I just need two ferns to put there. So it's me on one side with a fern, Dave on the other. We need PT Pint Night. PT oh. Pint Night. I, I agree. Trade, trademark. Copyright. Yeah. All right. So lower no cost ways. Last time we were talking about reviews and we had like a battle. I should have like a ding, ding, ding sound effect. Like, you know, like uh, wow. Uh, sound effect. Reviews versus user generated content or or videos. And to be honest, like do both like but which you know what I mean? Like because they're they're low to zero cost. But those are ways as well. Uh, but we will open the phone lines. We are, This is a live call-in show as we are 8.42 Eastern time. If you have that number on the screen, that's my cell phone. Give it out. I don't care. Like Gary V leaned in. Gary V was wearing a t-shirt with his phone number on it for a while. You guys remember that? I do. <laughs> so lower, lower no-cost ways to to help market your business. What, what do you guys want to lead with? I think networking I is one of them, but. Yeah, I want to lead with something that nobody talks about anymore. You You kind of alluded to it. Um, human to human contact, like skin, eyes, voice, uh, what I still do literally to this day, 23 years in private practice. And I think it's just as effective as anything else cost me $0 except my time. I go with my patients to their doctor appointment. Now I can't do it every single time. I can't do it with every single patient. And obviously you have to have a patient in order to do this, but I tell you what, I did it with my mom when my mom was a patient. I went with her to her doctor's appointment. 
I go as the patient advocate. I'm obviously their physical therapist and I'll give you guys the exact lowdown on how this works. Yeah. So let's just take a typical patient comes to me, post-surgical total knee replacement. Um, they're scared, they're in pain, they're frustrated. Most of my local docs have a two week follow-up appointment in person. And so what I do is when I do my evaluation, I determine when the follow-up is with my patient. I tell them, Hey, let's do this. I'm going to come with you to that doctor's appointment. I'm going to meet you in the lobby. What time is your appointment? They tell me the time, the day I get there five minutes early. I, I am wearing my total therapy solution shirt, but I'm not totally there for marketing, although everyone knows I am. Um, so I meet him in the lobby every single time. I mean, I've done this for 20 years. Every single time the patient is so grateful, so thankful because they're scared, they're nervous, they don't know what to expect. Uh, so we sit there, we talk, we talk about personal stuff, social stuff. Person comes out from the doctor's office, calls us back. We go into the first room. Every single time the patient introduces, hey, this is my physical therapist, Tony. Hi, nice to meet you. And I just sit there quietly. And then when the doctor comes in, he looks at me, he looks at the patient. I know, even though I'm, I'm not positive, I know the medical assistant already told the doc, hey, the PT is in there with the patient. So the doc comes in, they don't know what to expect, right? They, they have no idea, but they come in, they look at me, they look at the patient, they start talking to the patient first. And then at some point, inevitably, the doc turns to me. And in 15 seconds, I can relay to the doctor what would have taken my patient 20 minutes to relay. This is, you know, hey, my name's Tony. I'm John's physical therapist. I just wanted to say real quick, John's doing amazing. He progressed off walker to a cane. He's really curious about when he's allowed to start driving. His range of motion is 105 to negative three. He's doing stairs. He's transferring without any issue. He's blowing the, the numbers out of the water. I think he's doing great. And that's it. You know, so I, I gave him the doctor, the patient's question. I relayed all the information the doctor wants to know because they're never going to look at a progress report. And I just saved that doctor 20 minutes of time and confusion. The other aspect in this is I act as interpreter because I've seen it a thousand times. The doctor says one thing, the patient hears something completely different. And so then after the visit, we wrap up, shake hands. I walk out, meet the patient back in my office, either that day or the next day. And we talk about what the doctor said, how the experience went. Did the patient have any questions or misunderstandings about what the doctor recommended? It has always been a positive experience. And I've talked to these same doctors years later and I'm like, hey guys, now that we're friends, now that we're connected, what do you think about when I come into the office? And every single one of them was like, I love it. It's awesome. I can't believe you take that much time out of your schedule to do it. You're the only one in the area who does it. Now, Atletico started doing it a little bit more, but really? for a long time, I was the only one. That's my favorite, low cost, no cost. Well, it's not lower new. I mean, your time though. Sorry, Tony was making videos, putting that out there. So maybe Athletic saw his video and stole it. But anyway, Jimmy, <laughs> it is. Well, you're right. There's time, but it's most time. of the people watching this have more time than money right now. Correct. So what can you that, do with your time? That's the investment. Yeah, and um, it lead. It's a story, man. Like you guys have heard, like the Taylor's. Like every once in a while, Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm sure she gets a DM like every damn day to come to my wedding and play or whatever. But the idea of why she does it, I heard Gary Vee explain it. And I was like, oh, it makes com complete sense. She does it once a year or whatever. She's just, I don't know. I'm close. Let's do it. The footage and the juice that she gets off of that two hours, you couldn't pay for that. Like, 
it just it's Im- immeasurable. you are very close to Taylor Swift, Tony. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, that's a personal experience. And like, honestly, a lot of times we get the border or the barrier to doing something is just not knowing how. Yeah. Like I walk my brother. It can happen. Like I get so many therapists that have never even considered it. Of course, you can imagine I get a ton of therapists that are so insecure and nervous about doing it. They're like, well, what do you do? And how do you do it? And you call the office and you ask them, no, you don't do any of that stuff. You just show up. Right. You're you're there as the patient advocate because so, that patient needs support, and that's what you're doing. Though. Does it does it has it ever felt tozy stepsyonzies as all, or does it ever gone weird or no? Um, I, I would say no for me, but mm-hmm. I will say that uh, I've never forced any of my staff to do it, but I have had staff that have done it, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't, it didn't feel good. And I really think it just comes back to, you know, you, you, your insecurities, you feel like the doctor doesn't want you there. And so you, you come across like that. But, um, and of course, you know, there are going to be those docs that don't want you there. Right. And so in those cases, like I kind of know ahead of time, these guys are never going to refer out. They don't want to mess with me. They're, they're bitter. They're angry. They're sick of it. I'm not going to waste time in that situation, but every experience I've ever had has been positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it says a lot because you showed up. I mean, like quite literally, literally and figuratively, you showed up for that person. Uh, Ultimately, who cares? You are not my employer. You're not my boss. You're not sending me patients anyway. I don't care if you like me or not. I am here for my patient. And if you're a jerk to me, you're probably a jerk to my patient. So I'd rather have two of us here against you rather than my patient suffering through it by themselves. We got a caller. I'll bring him in, but I'll tell a quick, quick story on how my, my, one of my former bosses taught me this. Third Eye Blind, I'll say who the band is. Third Eye Blind was on their way up, right? They had a bunch of hits in the 90s and they came into where I was a radio DJ and they were talking to my boss who hosted the morning show and they were jerks because they were Third Eye Blind and they were on the way up, baby. What happens What happens with those, uh, what happens with those people on the way up? You got to pass them on the way back down. The next time they came back in, they hadn't had a hit in a while, but they had to do the radio tour. In Poughkeepsie. Oh, we got to go to Poughkeepsie. Who the hell are these guys? My boss brings in, he did a contest the week before, who's Third Eye Blind's biggest fan, and had them do the interview. So now he, Third Eye Blind was not able to be a, a bunch of jerks because their biggest fan is sitting there. So my, there's my boss. Like, okay, I made my move. Go ahead. Be a, be a dick again. You can't because your biggest fan was right there. So it's like yeah. similar. It's like if the, the doc is smart, he's not going to be a jerk to you because his client is sitting right there. Mike Chua on the phone. Uh, Chief Inspiration Officer at Jerry Hab Physical Therapy and Wellness. I love that title, Mike. Well, thank you very much. I have just one question for you guys. Okay. okay. I just want to be like you. How do, we, how do I become like Dave, Jimmy, and Tony? I think okay. that's... I just it's a fake yeah, question. You guys are just amazing. So, Mike, just turn so, down Mike, the volume in the, down the volume in the background. I'm hearing myself. I'm hearing myself. Uh, you know what? I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> volume down. Volume. You say you want to be like us. I see you doing I live streams, all the, live streams now. all the time now. Oh, I, I can't monetize. I mean, we monetize it, but it's, Dude, it's very little. It's not you have a chief inspiration a lot, officer you know, at Jerry Hab Physical Therapy and Wellness. You're monetizing. That you're leading people to your organization or hire or finding great people to work with you. Yeah. I'm in my car. Yeah. Whatever, whatever volume that you've got going on, just maybe lower it. How about that? I don't know. It sounds good. 
Um, so, Mike, what's what's your? Do you have a question for for marketing for Dave and for Tony? So, I want to ask uh, Tony and Dave. Uh, when did? I mean, I'm not going to sell my business, but when did when they when they? I'm running out of English. When did they decided that they need to sell? Especially uh, oh. Tony. I mean, he moved from Florida there to Ohio, and uh, that's my question. When when did they decide? When yeah, did you, you know, certain number? Yeah, certain, when uh, moving right. out of state or something like that. All right, I'm going to mute you for a second, Mike, just because we're getting yeah, some feedback. I'm right. mute but you can here. hang out, and we might bring you back in. So, when? How did you decide? What's the tipping point? Like professional, objective measures, subjective, personal, professional. What was it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it'll help a lot of people. So we were in a situation, and for context, um, my wife is a physical therapist. I'm a physical therapist. We started the practice back in 2002 officially. In 2001, we were all personal training. 2002, we became a physical therapy clinic, contracted with Medicare in 2003, um, and then just started adding insurance networks. But here's the thing. We grew that entire time. We had three locations in Florida. We weren't married when we started, but we decided we were going to get married. 2006, we moved to Ohio. So now in Ohio, we open a fourth location. Uh, seven months later, we open our fifth location. So we're sitting here, 2007, we've got five locations across two states. We're living in Ohio. We want to start a family soon. And so we had to make a decision at that point, which way are we going? Are we going to grow this to 10 million? Are we going to consolidate and kind of, you know, focus on lifestyle focus? Both of us wanted to be there for our family, for our kids. Neither one of us wanted to do in 2010 what we were doing in 2003, because in 2003, I was in the clinic at 5 a.m. training uh, realtors. I was in the clinic at 9 PM training, you know, other people, I was doing physical therapy sessions during the day, going to school. Like it was ridiculous. There was way too much. So we decided we're going to consolidate. We closed two of our three Florida offices. Um, we got married in 2006. We had our first son in 2008. And then as time continued, it was getting to the point where we hadn't been down to Florida in five years. We, we weren't hiring the people that were down there were doing the hiring for us. They were running the show. It was an amazing team. We're still connected to them to this day. Uh, but the writing was on the wall. We knew that they wanted growth. We knew that they wanted to take it and expand it and do things that we were not going to do as the owners. So my main guy down there and I sat down and we're like, here's the deal. I would like to exit. I think you're, you're going to take this and just grow it to, you know, outer space. And so we came up with a fair valuation, a uh, three time multiple. And we said, I know in my head, I know that if I don't sell now, you're going to go and do your own thing anyway. I don't want to have to hire new staff, hire new therapists, try to rebuild what's there. So I was like, let's make it equitable for both of us. And that's what we did. And, and I think it was 2017, sometime around there. Um, we exited, we had a sale. They, you know, Justin Stiver, you guys all know him. He he's he was my guy. He was working for me as a tech, as a exercise tech, then went through like a DPT program, um, maybe remotely, and then worked for me as a PT, ran everything, bought it exploded it. I mean, he's got a massive operation now. He's doing amazing. Wow. And so it worked great for both of us. But but that's what it was. It came down to, I wasn't going back. 
I wasn't going to grow the business any more than it was. The people that were there needed growth. I couldn't provide it. So I'd rather just sell it to them and let them take off with it. And, and I think it's interesting that you see the time that I had the clinic, it barely grew. It grew to a point and then stayed there. But as soon as he took it over, exploded to probably 10 times what it was at its best when I owned it because yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't local leadership. That's a long way to say it depends, isn't it, Tony? <laughs> but it's going to depend on a ton of factors. Yeah. You, what you wanted, what you wanted now, what you wanted 10 years from now, what you, yeah. what, what people in the, in the organization wanted and needed, what you were able to provide or you thought you were able to provide. Dave, um, you deal with this a lot where you probably have people asking this very question. How do I know? How do you usually respond after it depends? Right. Well, I mean, and again, for context, like I haven't sold a practice. I mean, we're seeking partnerships and we're looking to acquire in terms of uh, some feedback to help Mike and give him some clarity, like some of the other practice owners that we've spoken with, either they're in a situation where they tell us directly or we kind of learn about it through the, you know, weeks or months of getting to know them. Um, some of them are looking to take some money off the table. Some of them are looking to uh, kind of like like if, if they're, you know, 80, 90 percent of their net worth is tied up into their practice. They want to take some of that money and they want to put it elsewhere. Maybe they want to sell some of the practice, whether it's 30% or, you know, 51 or more percent in terms of like whether you want to keep control or not. But then it's like, and, and Tony certainly could speak more on this as well, but it's like, what are you going to then do with that money? Are you going to put it in real estate like Tony has done? Right. Are you going to, you know, put it in stocks and and buy, you know, Apple and Tesla or, you know, other stocks? Because um, you have to put it somewhere. And so, uh, or, or it's like, do you want to expand, right? So with Mike, I mean, you, I would have to ask him a, like a follow-up question, which is like, what, like, what is your next five, 10, 15 years potentially looking like? Do you want to have a partner that comes on that has other resources that you don't have? So then maybe it makes sense to sell some of the practice, uh, take some money off the table, but then you got to reallocate that capital somewhere. You got to put it somewhere. You got to kind of like speak to your financial advisor, investment advisor. I'm not, I'm not any of that. So this is not investment advice, but um, you have to think about before you even do it, like, what are you going to then do with that money? And then also yeah. like, if you do, you know, sell some equity of the practice, um, who's coming in? Is it, you know, is it a strategic partner? Is it a, uh, a young therapist that has a lot more energy than you? And then that therapist is going to do all the stuff that Tony's talking about, which is make YouTube content, go visit physicians, you know, build an Instagram following, whatever it might be, um, monetize the, th the practice that way. Um, or is it like a corporate, is it a, a strategic like corporate that's going to acquire 51 or more percent of your practice, uh, change your, you know, go from Jerry, Jerry Hab to like whatever the corporate name is. Uh, and those are like, there's so many pros and cons in there. So I don't know, Mike, you might have to jump back in here if there's yeah. no. Uh, Mike, what's, what's the next couple of moves here? Like for you, you know, be as, be as, you know, forthcoming as you want. Like, don't tell us anything you don't want us to know because we're live. I don't want to have echo again, but, uh, well, the next move is to keep growing. So, opening up another we're planning quote unquote opening up and planning to open up several locations and just here in Tennessee. Okay. So. Good. I was gonna say well I wanted the audience to know well, where you were. To know where you were. Yep. Mm -hmm. So more locations and uh uh yeah. So if you hear That's that Dave if you hear that Dave if you hear that Dave is it is you could sell a portion of it to bring on someone with resources, right? Like okay, like that's Shark Tank. I'll give you X amount of percent for this because you're gonna do if 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 we're aligned though you have to be aligned what's right. a good what's a good time to ask that uh in terms of time frame like let's say mike's sitting down with someone he thinks might be like a good fit you have to be a lot you can't be aligned forever because you can't honestly say like this is what i want to do forever 
how five years, three years, five years, 10 years? Like, what's a good time frame of saying, like, are we in agreement that this is the goal for the next X time? Because this stuff doesn't happen overnight. No, no, it, it, it is a long time timeline. And that listen, that, that's why I'm putting out YouTube videos, right? Is so that other owners out there right. can start to know, like, and trust me that are watching my stuff and they don't like they don't like any of the posts. They don't comment, but then they'll they'll reach out to me directly. They'll email me. They'll they'll message me privately, and they'll say that they like what I'm doing, whatever. So yeah. you know, with Mike, he's doing the same thing. He's putting out videos and content. Um, he might not need some tr strategic partner if he wants to open up more locations. He could find local therapists that are younger, that are have you know they're motivated, they have the energy, and maybe they you know he Mike maybe you tell those therapists like here's the cost of the next build out. And maybe they want to buy 30 or 40 or 50% of it. So whatever the total buy, you know, build out cost right. to a new clinic open, maybe they pony up a check. And right. now you have, you know, your incentives are aligned. You can continue to grow locations like that. It's not all of your own money. They have skin in the game and right. it's going to grow most likely if, but again, it takes time, right? So right. you got to, you know, have a ton of calls and a, and a ton of meetings with these types of therapists and, and potential partners. You know, the thing that I think is unique about Mike's situation, he has built such a beautiful brand. He's got the name, he's got the color scheme, he's got the systems in place. Um, I really think if I learned anything from watching way too many hours of my first million podcasts, now what Mike needs, he's at that inflection point, just like I was, where he's like, all right, where am I going to go with this? Am I going to turn this into a $10 million business or am I going to 360 or 180 and go the other direction. I think he is at a point where he brings in an operator, somebody who's not a physical therapist, somebody who's not in healthcare, somebody who's not in any of the stuff. They're just somebody who understands I can, I've grown franchises before because he's on the edge of being a franchise. I'm not saying to be a franchise, but you look at physical, you look at some of the other kind of franchises, license models, um, I, I think he can absolutely take what he's created, that seed, plant it, and it would grow like crazy. Um, but I don't think, at least for me, when I was in that situation, I wasn't the person who was going to take it to that level. I wasn't the person who was going to take it in that direction. I could get it started. I could get it to a million. I'm not the person to take it to 10 million or 100 million. I like the fact and so that, that's where Mike is. I like the fact that you said bringing someone else. Like, and this is not a knock. It's not a knock on any. It's not a knock on a physical therapist. I'm just going to put that out there. But you said bringing an operator, someone who isn't a PT. When I came to physical therapy, it was very easy for me to see all the things that could use improvement and how. It was the same thing I was that Tony commented on a live stream I was doing the other day. I was like, how can I not see what the next 10 things I should be doing? And Tony's like, it's really easy for me to see what you should be doing because I'm neck deep in it. Mike's neck deep in it. Somebody comes from the outside and, and, and you're like, well, how do you, what do you name this thing? I call it the curse of knowledge, which is like when you know so much about something, you can't see the obvious thing because you know the intricacies, right? I renovated my kitchen. I can't look at the kitchen without noticing all the little imperfections. Yeah. Someone walks in, they just go, oh, these are great. Oh my God. They see the forest. I see not only the trees, but I see the imperfections. You need someone who can walk in and, and be like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. This looks pretty obvious. You got two directions where Mike might be overwhelmed because he's been there elbow deep since the beginning. I think now, you're, you're too damn good. Tony, would you do salary only for this type of an operator? Would you have 
them pony up some money for equity and like the top code, the holding company and or salary plus some, you know, earning equity, obviously it's drawn out in an agreement ahead of time of like, if, yeah. if you help get the practice to X amount of locations or X amount of revenue, you, you earn X amount of percent of equity in the, the Jerry had like the top co of whatever, however many locations over time. I can't imagine anybody comes into that position without an equity stake. Right. Um, I can't imagine somebody buys in for any equity truthfully, because as much as what Mike has right now, from what I've seen, at least across social media is amazing. Um, I, I don't know how much real value there is there. So yeah, if, if I would be looking at somebody coming in, exchanging equity, because I don't have the money, you know, I would be looking at somebody coming in who's expecting a, a seven to eight, eight figure exit that they're going to take a part of and they're going to grow it. But with that, I'm also expecting somebody coming in who has a proven track record, somebody, yeah. you know, who, yeah. and I'm thinking way back, but I'm looking at like the curves franchise and how they grew it. Who is the executive team with that? What did they do? Maybe somebody who was involved with CrossFit and how CrossFit grew from nothing to this massive uh -huh. behemoth. Um, even on a smaller scale, looking at some of the newer models that are out there, I think osteo fit or osteo something osteo strong, um, they're growing, they have, you know, money behind them. So I would be looking at bringing in an operator that has a proven track record that has done it before, has gone down yeah. this road before, and they can give you very realistic numbers on where they think they could get it to. But I, I can't imagine Mike has the yeah. bankroll to pay them. Uh, without giving them serious yeah. equity in it. But again, 30, if Mike retained 30%, 30% of a hundred million dollars is yeah. much better than, you know, a hundred percent of a million dollars. <laughs> so how does it all sound, Mike? Does this make you, does this give you, you know, and don't tell us what you're going to do, but I mean, <laughs> does this make you feel good or do you have other questions? Like, you know, no, I mean, just being with you guys, I feel like I'm amazing already, but Tony is right. And also Dave, uh, of course you, Jimmy, but, what Tony was talking about, you know, uh, I'm on that edge that I want to be an operator, yeah. you know, just like CrossFit or Osteo Strong or whatever. That's, uh, yeah, something like that. If if I were coming in, I would want Mike being in front of as many people as possible. Like, listen, yeah. if you've never seen his videos, if you've never met him, watch 26 seconds of a video with Mike. I've never met Mike in person. We've had conversations, but I don't know Mike. He's the face. Like, I don't want Mike in the back of office. I want him shaking hands and going to lunches. Like, that's where I would put Mike. Mike is a walking hug. Right. He just right. looks warm. Like, you want, he works with older adults. I want my dad working. I want Mike to walk in the house with my dad. Like, that's what you want. So if I were, because I can, but I can see this. Because, yeah, I'm a PT, but, you know, Mike's the face of a franchise. Mike. Yeah, all three of us are nodding like crazy. We all see it. But you can't be the face and the and the operator. Like I want you to a hundred percent be the face. I'm not saying you can't be part of the decisions, but Mike, you're the face. You are what it looks like. Screw mission statements and value statements on your website. When someone goes, What's Jerry? I want them to be like, look at this 26 seconds of video of Mike saying, Hey, every this is who we love to treat. Like that's your that's part of your value. Mike can be the face. He needs to hire the butt. The butt is the driver. We need those big athletic glutes pushing his yeah. business forward. Asses and seats. Mike, are you in <laughs> tennis? Mike, are you going to CSM? 
Uh, I, I should have, but uh, not not okay. this year. It's so. in Boston in February, man. I think if you're going to dodge one, that might want to be it because it's going to be cold. I know, right? Yeah. It's going to be cold. All right. Well, well we need to do but this. Thank you again for doing this. So yeah, we're going to keep doing it. Tony's post and then, hey, man, you have any questions? And then uh, and now call the number. And now you have my there cell phone go. number. I'll be getting text messages from Mike. I know. I'll, I expect I know, a wake-up right? text message tomorrow morning, Mike, with your face. There you Good go. Good morning, Jimmy. All right, Mike, appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. Yeah, Mike. Mike is, but it just, it also shows you like what media can do. It's like, I've never met Mike, but I, f I have what's called an asymmetrical relationship. It's like when you feel like you know someone, even though you've never met them, it's like, I have enough information about Mike. I think anyway, from what I see about Mike, where I'm like, yeah, I'd have a conversation with that guy. And as Dave mentioned, like mergers, acquisitions, whatever, these things take time, but Mike's putting it out there. That's the seeds. <clears throat> that's the seed starter. I want to hear Dave's next marketing tip. But before I do, I just want to say Mike is the most genuine, real guy I've ever met. He's yeah. come here to visit my clinics. I've oh, really? met up with him down in Florida. Um, we've met together face to face a couple of times and he is no different. He's that's just so as high energy, just as nice, just as kind, huge heart, uh, incredible person. It would be hard for him to fake that because... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's just doing for it so all long. the time for so long, right? And if he did, he's the most—he's the best <laughs> actor in the world. But I—I I have a, a big, strong feeling that it's that he's not faking it. Dave, what's your next tip? All right, so here is my completely free, no budget marketing tip. Uh, so on Instagram, what I do is uh, when I go for a run, I'll go for a three, four, five, six, whatever mile run. And I, for whatever reason, I just started doing this thing. I'll pull out my phone and I'll tag like a therapist, like just a friend, like a colleague, like I'll like Jerry Durham. Uh, I don't know. I might've done it for Jimmy, you know, PT Pinecast. I've done it for um, Boba Benko, uh, F Scott feel over the years, just, just different therapists. I'll say like, I'm running on the promenade and I'll be like, Hey, you know, first mile shout out. And you know, I'll tag their Instagram handle. Um, and I don't do it like to monetize that cause that's like my colleagues. Right. But I did it for other colleagues or other places, for example, that got me patience, new marketing leads, new referrals. I did it for, um, this place called badass Academy in Brooklyn. So this, pra uh, this not practice owner, this boutique gym, they do, you know, group fitness classes and I tag the owner, Anthony Esposito and, or I tag his gym. Yeah. Uh, BA Academy. Now on Instagram, like I don't have that big of a following. It's like 1500 followers, whatever. I'll be running or working out or doing burpees or whatever. And I would tag Anthony Esposito or Badass Academy on my story. Now the story only lasts for 24 hours and then it's gone. Right. But that business owner will share right. that story to their account. Now his following, his personal or his business account has like 20,000 followers. Who knows if they're in the Brooklyn, New York City area or not. Some of them, you know, maybe half are and some, you know, maybe half are not. But anyway, um, this business owner, this this gym owner started sending me patients, but it was without me asking. It was uh, here. The thing is, is like, I, I know people want to be on the spotlight. You know, Jimmy has Tony and I come on this show. We're not getting paid to do this. Like we, we love to talk. We love to get on this and, and provide value and, and just riff on, on things. It's no different here. So you're getting other local business owners in the spotlight. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening or watching this, when you're treating patients, when you're going on a walk, when you're going on a workout, you could be tagging the local coffee shop, the local, um, the local service provider. It could be Pilates yoga. Uh, it could be health and wellness or not. It could be whoever is like a, also an entrepreneur in your area. 
you could just do a genuine story or a post and you tag them and then they will want to reshare it. They reshare it in front of their following. Now you just got in front of their following it's for free them. and you're building goodwill because you're trying to do this naturally and genuinely. And then they will click on your account. If they don't already know you or follow you, they're going to click on your account and they'll be like, Oh, you know, local, whatever, physical therapist. And here's the website, whatever. Then they can learn about you, but you're getting in front of them. You're getting in their mind, in their head, uh, but without like forcing them. So yeah. you're shouting them out first. So it's really just like upfront. It's like providing goodwill, natural, genuine goodwill upfront. And then you get more eyeballs on your Instagram account, more eyeballs on your website. You get more. And this goes back to marketing. What is the, what is the whole point of marketing? It's to get more eyeballs and attention so that you can get prospective customers, which are prospective patients. And then some percentage of them convert and do business with you. So that's my tip. It's a digital donut, right? It's like dropping by with a digital coffee. It's like, hey, man, I see you. That's cool. I like how you said you do one because I've been I get tagged sometimes in posts with like 20 other people. And I'm like, OK, man, no, I no, actually... each each story, only one username, one person. So if you go to Urban Dictionary, I actually have a I, I, I coined a term on Urban Dictionary. I called it a Twitter orgy. It's when someone posts something and then they tag as many people as they can just to get those people to look at it. And maybe one shares it. But it's so inauthentic. It's just got no emotion to it. So don't do that. But I like what Dave is saying, which is, it, I call it a digital donut. It's like, hey, how you doing? Can I can I one-up that? Or not one-up, but can I yes and that? Instagram has a feature. Now this, I'll, 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 I'll pull the, the, the cloth back. I started doing a feature recently and I'm going to amp it up at CSM. I bought some equipment to amp it up at CSM, some portable camera equipment. I do, I've done a feature a couple times called 60 Second PT. I've just stolen Alex Lieberman's 60-second startup. I didn't even change it. I just changed it to 60-second PT. I ask, I'm, I'm going to have Dave. Tony recorded one. I've got to, oh, I've got to edit Tony's together. I'll use CapCut. I ask the same 10 questions every time, but I'm going to get different answers every time, right? The video is about the guest, not me, but I'm the person originating it, so I sort of get some juice. I not only tag them. Instagram has a new feature you should be using. It's sort of embedded a couple steps in called invite as a collaborator have you guys touched this one at all i haven't used it but I know the difference between tagging tagging means you're mentioned in it and then you have a choice to share it if you create a reel and you invite as a collaborator and you and that person accepts it now that content is listed as if they created that video it is in their feed as one of their reels and it is instantly shared to their followers as if they shared a reel you, you already did this, you and I, the first video that we, us three did. Yes. This, this, this is a Correct. It's blurry, so but, now, no. as far as your audience knows, that's your video. And your audience knows and likes and trusts you. We have just married our audiences. It's a, it's a slight difference in tagging versus collaborating. But in my opinion, it's a big difference on the output. And so that's the, that's the reason I'm doing these 60-second PTs. And if you're going to be at CSM in Boston and you look for me, I'll do a 60 second PT with you. And then in the days and weeks following CSM, after I edit them and put them out, you you will be the collaboration of the day. Why? I think it's a fair, I think it's a good exchange. I get some great content. I share it with your audience. You get a little bit of juice from my audience. I get a little juice. It's, it is, it is a hundred percent 50, 50, hundred percent 50, 50. That's not mathematical, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Also, so, I, don't, I don't. I don't think Tony was too impressed with my uh, my tagging Instagram story. I don't. I don't think that's going to move the needle for him. No, I love it. I I wish I was on Instagram. Like I'm so ancient. 
I really, uh, you guys are speaking a foreign language. I do technically have an Instagram account, but I don't do anything on Instagram. And so my, my brain is going, I actually started a company geez, years ago It's called marketing mama. And the idea was I was looking at all of these moms, you know, we had young kids and I was like, they're going to all these places. They're drinking coffee and doing things. They should be creating content as a mom going to all these places, tagging the businesses. And of course that upsells into a paid promotion, exactly what you're saying. You know, it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. Uh, if we have time for to hit three more, one each, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back on an oldie, but a goodie, uh, just doing interviews like this, you know, and, and if you haven't seen the trend, we're all talking about the same thing. We're all talking about reaching out and making connections. So I always say when I reach out to a physician, a brand new referral source, one of the first things that I can offer of genuine value is, hey, jump on my podcast, jump on my YouTube channel. We'll do a 10 minute Zoom call. I'll ask you three questions. These are questions intended to focus on what you, doctor, want to promote, want patients to know about. And then I'll share it out across all of my social media platforms. And I've got examples where even though I've got a little bit of a bigger channel, um, I can do this. I can get tens of thousands of views on videos that where, you know, other um, marketing companies aren't getting any views just because my audience resonates with that. But even if you have no audience, you start a YouTube channel tomorrow, zero subscribers, zero views. It's not about the views. It's mm -hmm. about the relationship. Like Dave just said, and Jimmy has said, it's about giving something of value to that person and the reciprocity that happens when they feel like you took time out of your busy day, even if you don't have anything else to do, to interview them, to ask them genuine questions because you really want to hear what they have to mm -hmm. say. But I can almost guarantee if you interview a local surgeon who's a knee specialist, a revision specialist, and you post that on a YouTube channel, you are going to get views, you know? So physician interviews, keep it short, keep it sweet. Absolutely cost nothing. If you have time, get it done. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on Zoom. Um, that, that's my second. What's mm -hmm. yours, Dave or Jimmy or somebody? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, go ahead. All right. uh, I would go with if you ever and this is how I frame it. If you ever ask uh, answer a question more than twice, you should be recording a video about it. Yeah, it's the closest way you can go to multiplying yourself and your knowledge and you're essentially planting seeds. And I know you're going to say, well, I don't have the camera and I don't know how to do it. Great. Go watch. Go watch 20 minutes of other people doing it. Don't copy them. Put your own spin on that. Oh, OK. I see how the, don't watch don't do what they're doing watch how they're doing it and then go okay i see how what a good hook is you don't have to study a good hook watch what watch what grips you when i work with companies and they'll say like i've got one right now i'll probably call one of you for for an outside viewpoint with this company or i'll bring you in on this this would be fun to work together but what i do is i say i had this company and this company i'll, I'll talk about it later when we start working together officially so like we do really, 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 really high end videos and they are okay, but they don't move the needle the right way. So we spend a lot of money. Uh, they're talking like $4,000 cameras and stuff like that. They bring in teams and they're like, we think we need more. And the guy was trying to say it in a nice way, like crappy stuff. He was like, I'm, he, I'm like, you mean like real? And he's like, yes, like that. I go, right. People resonate with real. Like I don't resonate with the Mercedes commercial that cost a million dollars because I'm not buying Mercedes anytime soon. Um, but I would say making that 
content, that's what this brand actually wants. This multi-million dollar brand is actually coming to me going, how do we make real stuff for the people we actually want to talk to and not just look slick? And I'm like, oh, so what I have them do, this is my no-cost marketing research for them. I say, everybody on this executive team, I, in the next seven days, every time you come across a piece of content, I don't care if it's about diapers or gardening or pool installation, screenshot it. If it grabs your attention, I don't really care about the subject matter. I want to see how they're doing it because then I'm going to flip it to your content. So essentially, it's me. It's us creating a vision board, right? Cutting stuff out of magazines we used to do. I like this ad. I like this ad. And put it together. This way, when I come back with a proposal, magically, all the stuff aligns. I look like a... How did you get my exact feelings? You showed me what you liked. You showed me what jumped out. You... You showed me what was going to mimic what you wanted the world to see about your brand. Um, so to me, it's if you ever have a, a chance to answer a question to more than twice, make the video. How do you want to do that? See what you like and then do it that way. Does it feel like you? If Mike Chua started doing slick, high-end, $40 million videos, it wouldn't look good. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't resonate. Don't do it. Save your money. Do better stuff. Send Mike to a doctor's office with donuts once a month. How do you say no to Mike? You can't. <laughs> Be you. So be you digitally answering the question or sharing your information. So that's my no to low cost. And I know it feels like you don't get ROI right away. You do. People watch. They do. Uh, next so next thing, my tip, uh, I learned this through an Alex Hormozzi video. Uh -oh. He did he did this video late 2023. <clears throat> it was about gift cards. And it was um, so long story short, it's like he suggested, like, say, a $200 gift card. You offer it to your current or previous patients or clients. You offer them a gift card. They can only buy two max. They cannot use it themselves. The gift card shows it's a $200 gift card for your physical therapy. So if you're out of pocket, you're whatever, for co-pays, right. whatever. But, but the cost is only $40 per gift card. You charge your patient $40. They can only buy two gift cards. If they only want to buy one, they spend $40. They get to give the gift card to a friend, colleague, neighbor, whoever. They look like a hero because the, the person, the recipient is getting a $200 gift card. Receive the recipient money. does yeah. not know that your patient paid only $40 for a gift card. Now, it's kind of a lost leader. At first, you get some of the, you get that cash. You Let's right. say you make $40. They don't redeem it right away because Tony makes videos and about breakage and this happens all the time with gift cards. So it may never be redeemed, but if it is redeemed, the first visit, you know, it's a loss, but it's your customer acquisition cost because I'm I'm paying that same $80 to Google for a conversion on Google ads, right? Approximately, I'm paying that same amount. So it, either way, you're, you're, I'm paying something, but instead you're, you're uh, doing it via gift cards. The current patients or clients already know you, like you, trust you. They're, they're paying out of pocket or you're billing their insurance or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they cannot use it themselves. But on the gift card, uh, it, it could say, you know, for, for stretch therapy, for hands-on or for, you know, evaluation only or whatever you want to put on there, um, whatever service you want to highlight or whatever. But again, that recipient gets a $200 gift card for your practice. They're like, wow, this is like one of the biggest gifts I've gotten, you know, this Christmas. So I, I did it. It worked. We had some people buy it. Uh, and, and, and those gift cards have not been redeemed yet, but when they are like, we right. get new patients in our funnel that we would not have probably reached through other ads or other means. Um, anyway, but I saw this uh, video through Alex Hormozzi's uh, channel on YouTube blew me away. I'm like, like, and he was, he was made the video just for us, like for service providers. So anyway, you, you 
make this uh and i went on like whatever like you do on a photoshop or canva or whatever and you just do like a little drag and drop you make a little digital gift card i did not print them you know a little you know code or whatever barcode or whatever or you could just do without and just 200 for total therapy solutions uh and then i you know whoever buys it you send two pdfs of like the this fake gift card digitally i it literally cost me just time and no money at all so hold on a second all right so <clears throat> You sell a $200 gift card for $40. You say you can only buy two because now there's scarcity. Correct. And you end the caveat is this has to be a gift. The reason I like it is because I'm going to multiply my money. I spend 40, but I'm, I'm making 200 out of it. So I get to look like the hero. So now I'm, I'm empowered in this if I'm the customer. And then I give it away. Now the person who receives it, in their mind, they receive two hundred dollars. So Dave is, you know, a, a, a loss here a little bit if they if they're using it, but it's an opportunity to earn that person's more than one hundred and sixty dollars. Correct. Yeah. So, so the idea is like, so let's say I my therapist, I'm paying eighty to one hundred dollars a visit. So I'm going to lose. Right. Call it. Uh, they're paying forty. I'm losing 60 on the first visit. So the intention is my therapist, I have to trust them and, and know them well enough that that person is then going to convert to have, you know, a plan of care. That's right. the whole point is like, then, then it makes sense over time. And, and I only need, you know, if, if some people only do the free visit only, like, then it's kind of like, well, they weren't my right. ideal patient or client anyway. Right. Uh, but the idea is like some of those people are going to have a plan of care. And then again, that whole plan of care covers the lost leaders for, right. Correct. Correct. This is why hot dogs at Costco and roasted chickens at <clears throat> supermarkets. There's a bell curve of people who are just going to milk this. And there's some that are going to buy it and never use it. But you want the middle. You're like the middle of that bell curve is the biggest. And I want a chance. I heard people do something similar to this. <clears throat> and I forget who said this. I'd love to give them credit. They have a different sticker on the chart. Was it one of you guys who said this? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Charts are coded either in digitally or when we use paper charts based on how long they've been a customer <clears throat> or a patient. So what, what they were saying is, hey, this is a gift card person. It's a purple sticker. You have to win this person. Like It's like who they are. Give them a different experience. Someone who's been there for a long time, you want to give them the warm and fuzzies. Someone who's never been there, hey, let me show you around. It's, but you don't want to show the person around who's been there for, for a year. You, that person's like, I've been here for a year. So it's like using color codes. I've done this in live events where if the person in radio, we'd have like a party at the end of the year and then we'd have VIP badges for everybody. But the border would be purple if the person was like a $10 million business. The purple, the border would be yellow if they were a million dollar business. So we'd know who to, who to show what to and in what scale to talk about uh, what, what value to bring. It was pretty interesting, but it was like paying attention to what people want and and are looking for. I think that gift card idea is killer. And, and, yeah. and really, so obviously, we did it for the holidays, like Christmas and New Year's. But you can have excuses on Who doing this. You, know, you want to you want to send out emails to your patients and clients. You want to have excuses to you know relaunch it or or rerun it, right? So it could be your anniversary of when you open up your clinic. It could be Christmas in July. It could be um, I don't whatever you know Fourth of July, whatever. Like it could be oh, other reasons yeah. not until you know the holidays. Yeah, I tell people all the time. Like, do you want to yell when everyone else is screaming? I've told you the Scranton St. Patrick's Day Parade story, right? Did I tell you this one? I'll tell it yeah. real quick. So in Scranton, where I was radio DJ, 
I was in a radio, I was in a, uh, a company with four radio stations in one building, but there were other radio stations, our competition. And every year, the only thing going on in Scranton, Pennsylvania in March, because long winters in Scranton was the St. Patrick's Day parade. Everybody came out of hibernation and went to the parade. And every year we'd walk into a room in February and pitch to our boss what our parade float was going to be. And then he would decide how much money to give us to make it happen. So every year we pitch. I pitched the first year of a second year of a third year. The fourth year, I strategically placed myself in the room to go last among the four program directors. They come to me and my boss goes, what are you doing in the parade, Jimmy? And I go, nothing. And he's like, what? I, go, I want 15 grand, but I'm going to spend it in April, May, and June. I'm nice. going to spend five grand a month. And he's like, I, but the parade, I go, not one person will notice that we're not there. They won't notice. They will, but where were they? Oh yeah, maybe they're, uh, I'm going to spend my money in April, May, and June when no, and everyone's already blown their wad and they're done. I've got five grand a month. So five grand a month. Why? It's an, it's a, it's an arms race and I'm just burning 15 grand and my competition was burning 15 grand. So I spent five grand a month on billboards. The radio station was 97.9 X. It was a rock station, an alternative station. And I did a, I did a, um, a promotion in bars I paired with a, a beer company, Coors Light. Coors Light wants dudes to drink beers. How do you get dudes to drink beers in bars? Get girls to bars. So we got a professional photographer, paid him per gig. We did free photo shoots. This is long before cell phone cameras. Set up a backdrop, a fan, flashes. And the, the promotion was, who wants to be my next ex-girlfriend? And we did a calendar and paired with a printing company. So it was it was it was like America uh, uh, American Idol, but for you know beauty pageant at bars around the uh, uh, counties in April, May, June, and then oh by the way the winner's going to get your photo on a billboard on I eighty seven or uh, I eighty running through Northeast Pennsylvania. So we played on a lot of emotions there, but the one I wanted to show is like yeah gift cards in December is a layup, but you're also competing with everybody, and I get it's a spending season, but why not spend that in April? And you don't have to call, and I know the, the impulse is to call it like Christmas in June, Christmas yeah. in July. Get it, but like do it in April. Yeah. It doesn't need to make a reason. People like value every day. Even from a digital ad spend, you know, as soon as you hit January, ad costs go down. Um, no. If you're going to run ads, like save it, do it in January, February instead of doing it in November and December. Yep. All right, Tony, you got an out. Uh, what's your parting shot for today? Why do you want to wrap up today? This was awesome. I want to keep doing it. I hope we get more callers coming in. I, I think we, we have a ton of value that we can deliver. I just like hearing the questions too. It gives me, I, oh, I didn't think that was a problem or whatever. Dave, what do you got to wrap up? Parting shot is uh, always be marketing. So there's the paid yeah. channel, but we just listed a whole bunch of creative, you know, low budget or free ways. Um, and so there's so many things to do. Pick one, pick a few. Uh, but always, always market, like always get out there. There's all these ways to do it. And, uh, I don't understand, like if someone's stuck or can't grow or whatever, like then they're probably not serious enough, or they're probably mm -hmm. not as obsessed as they should be in growing their practice and reaching more people and helping more people. And we just, you know, describe ways to do so. Test it for $0. And then if it works, throw some gasoline on it and see if, and then multiply it. Um, I would say, listen to other people like your other PTs. It's that scene from a beautiful mind. Your other PTs are not the competition, even in your local market. I believe they're not your competition. We're, you know, to steal a line from Sharon Dunn, former APTA president, we are better together. They're not your competition as much as you think they are. You're probably going to benefit more than you'll suffer from those things. 
Could you imagine someone trying to be mad and compete with Mike Chua locally? No, you just want to be like, hey, Mike, let's go get lunch. Um, gentlemen, appreciate your time. Uh, I Oh, I need to design an, uh, an outro, but I'll use this as the outro. Gentlemen, uh, they say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.